Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In-Depth. Week 14, JD here. We have a special Christmas episode for you guys today, as well as an interview with a great friend and NBA G Leaguer, Tyler Nelson. We'll be off next week, home for the holidays, and back for you guys in the new year. Let's get it going. Uh, Starting in the NFL, of course, the Patriots will miss the playoffs for the first time since 2008, just their third time in the last 20 seasons. What an incredible run. It's been for Bill Belichick and the boys, just remarkable. Six Super Bowl wins, nine Super Bowl appearances, 238 wins, and 17 AFC East titles. Now that's a dynasty, ladies and gentlemen. But again, we'll see if New England can bounce back next year because missing the playoffs sometimes gets the ball rolling in the wrong direction. Uh, Belichick's got to make some offseason moves see who they want to commit to at quarterback, see if special teams and defense can be tightened up, and uh, if you ask me, they'll be ready to roll. But Tom Brady might have got the best of it here, folks. Tampa Bay is a win or two away from locking it up to go to the postseason, and I think that feels good for Tom. Some people throughout Tom's career were saying, hey, you're a system guy. You're a system QB. You're a Bill Belichick product. But Tom had something to say about that. He's in the win column this year. You ask me, you'll see him in the postseason. Not only all of that fun in games, but he did Atlanta dirty again. 28-3 in the Super Bowl. As we all know, he came back. And here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday, down 24-7. Comes all the way back for the W. And the remarkable story about Sunday Uh, here in the NFL this week is Brady did not score in the first half. It looked to be going Atlanta's way the whole time, kind of like the Super Bowl. And Atlanta, they might have been pointing their fingers in the wrong direction. I know they've been blaming Dan Quinn, but hey, this comeback was with Dan Quinn fired and you now have a new coach. So it might be overall Atlanta Falcons system and that needs to be cleaned up. Run the ball late in games to avoid sacks. Uh, play defense, man-to-man instead of drop-in coverage, prevent. That's all huge. And uh, Brady, he looked like his normal self, uh, throwing it down the field, completing for big gains. Uh, A big one to the house for Antonio Brown. Getting the whole offense involved, and Brady looks in postseason form, and uh, that's what he's especially getting ready for. Moving on, Jets don't even know how to lose. They no longer are in the lead for the first overall pick. And guess what, folks? The Rams are a top team in the league, and they lost to the worst team in the league. Football is week to week, and anyone can beat anyone. We saw it just in the last few weeks, as I mentioned on our show. Washington football team beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. New York Giants beat the Seattle Seahawks. Philadelphia Eagles. Yep, they beat the New Orleans Saints, and it happens. I mean, if the offense isn't showing up, if defense is forcing turnovers, upsets can happen, and they sure do in this league. Moving on to Romo and Nance's game this week, Kansas City against the Saints, and Patrick Mahomes against Drew Brees is just what we want to see on Sunday, and 
Mahomes was really showing up this week, as he always does. He, he needed his top performance. Uh, the Saints did have a late game run, and it was close. KC only won by three. But the question for the Saints is, guys, Drew Brees said postgame he is not 100% healthy. And the thing there is, did he come back too early? Does he feel he's late in his career? I got to get my games in. My career could end tomorrow. All those thoughts could be going through his head, but guess what? You got to be in it for the team. If Taysom Hill's 100% ready to go, you rather him at QB than a 50% Drew Brees. That's how football works, and even the legends have to take a back seat to health. Moving on to the playoff picture. This year, a lot of talented young squads. KC, as we always talk about, we know what that high-powered offense brings. Pittsburgh, a few bumps in the road late in the season, but we know what their defense can do. And if Ben could get the ball out to Chase Claypool and Juju, Juju can be dancing uh, midfield and doing his TikToks if the Steelers are in the right direction. Buffalo, I mean, Josh Allen's just a hero there. Young quarterback, 24 years of age, and completing passes, making Cole Beasley look like a superstar, a slot receiver out there in Buffalo who also played for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I think that next tier, so I got I got KC Pittsburgh and Buffalo, and then just a half step below I have the next three, the next three being the Tennessee Titans, the Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Colts. Tennessee... And the Colts, we still do not know who's going to win that division. They're all knotted up. Tennessee holds the tie break. But, hey, you never know. I think the Colts are doing a great job this year with an offensive style around Phillip Rivers. And he's a veteran. We know longtime quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. But with Phil, you want those dump-down passes. You want long possessions. That's that's his forte, and I think Indianapolis, great adjustment in his first year. A, a lot of props there. Tennessee is uh, rolling like they do and picking up from last year. Uh, Henry's leading the squad. Good run game. And Ryan Tannehill, he's not really turning the ball over. And with him completing passes downfield to A.J. Brown and mixing it up with that run game, Henry's just deadly, and he closes games. And the big story, guys, is the Cleveland Browns are going to be in the postseason. And Cleveland is so used to tough years. You know, some years they were just looking to get in the win column for two or three games. Not even a 500 record. Baker Mayfield has them going into this year's postseason with a winning record. That's huge for the fan base, that's huge for the team. That's huge for Baker's confidence. And the Browns, if you ask me, other than KC, and if Pitt keeps going here in in the wrong direction, of course, losing two straight and playing Cincy this Monday night, Cleveland, if they have their best defensive game where they can stop the run and Baker's throwing for over 300 yards, yeah, they could win the football game. That's what I love about this time of year with the NFL. You have meaningful football all day long on Sundays. And this is the time of year you want to, you know, move on and and kind of deliver. Don't let the pass play affect the next because in the postseason, turnovers happen, miscues on defense, offense. The moment's huge. So each team, each player, especially the young guys, have to take it one step at a time. 
that's the AFC side for you. The NFC side, Green Bay remains at the top. And Aaron Rodgers, that MVP-like year, I hope that pays off in a championship for him. They sit at the one. New Orleans is behind at the two. Of course, losing Sunday to Kansas City did not help their case. Seattle, Russell Wilson, they're ready for the postseason. He's a playoff guy. Pete Carroll and Russ always have a chance to win this thing. After seeing the Giants lose to the Cleveland Browns Sunday night, I think New Yorkers are ready to wave the white flag. I think you will see the Washington football team in the postseason. And this is no knock on the Giants. Daniel Jones has been unhealthy for some weeks. Our OC, Jason Garrett, was out this week. Uh, Playbook in other people's hands. Offense didn't look as explosive with our backup, Colt McCoy. And let's build for next season. I feel like even if the Giants sneak in, top dogs are Green Bay, Saints, and Seahawks. And L.A. Rams and Tom Brady and the Bucks, if you want to include them, which I do, are, are all steps ahead of them. So let's get better for next year. Another good draft pick and move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about Joe Judge and poor coaching decisions that he made on Sunday night. Giants drove down the field first possession of the game. Fourth down. They didn't take three. They brought their punter in for a direct snap. No, no. Against a better team, take the points. That's three points off the board. Next time Giants had the football, they scored three. Next time, they went for it on fourth and two. Take the points once again. We had two turnover on downs that you don't want to have against a team simply better than you and more productive than you. And Joe Judge has to clean that up. I know he saw last Monday night's game with Ravens-Browns, but think about it. You got to take the points. Even if you saw Baker drop 42 against the Baltimore Ravens, you have a pretty good D. You held them to 20 points on the evening. If you make these coaching calls, and I thought he's done a great job this year overall, by the way, guys. I mean, rallying our team, getting a few wins under our belt, confidence on our side. I just mean poor decisions in this game that had me and Chris Collinsworth saying, I don't know there, Joe. So the NBA returns. It all kicks off with Kyrie, KD, and Steph all back and healthy. Brooklyn versus the Warriors. KD trying to stick it to his old team. And of course at night, Paul George and Kwai try to reclaim the throne in Los Angeles. Because Lakers do hold the edge winning the championship a few months back. I love this time of year, folks, because NBA is rolling and Christmas games are right around the corner. Three more days, folks. Best day of the year and best NBA day of the year. Moving on to Tiger and his baby cub. Man, Charlie Woods is something special, guys. He is a phenomenon at the age of 11. And that's just huge. Not only is he Tiger's son, He shows up on the golf course. I wanted to give you guys an example. He eagled a par five. His approach shot, he hit five wood, about 200 yards to put it within four feet of the pin. He has style and the fist pump of his old man, wearing red on Sunday. Fist pump for birdie. I mean, he's got it, folks. And I think this weekend was a remarkable weekend for golf. Seeing the next up to Tiger Woods. Sometimes... You see guys this good, it's like, oh, my son, my 
you know, another family member might not play to follow, you know, up this type of legacy. But Charlie's sitting right there and saying, I want to be my father. I like how he plays the game and I want to do the same. I think we see it in the NBA. LeBron James is going to be playing in this league till Bronny, his son, comes in. We see Serena Williams playing tennis next to her daughter. And next up is just awesome. That's how the games evolve and you keep Family Dynasty uh, alive. Wrapping up the weekly segment here for you guys. Next up, we have an interview with our special guest, Tyler Nelson. All right, guys, we have a great interview here for you today. A warm welcome to not only a good friend, but Fairfield University's all-time leading scorer and NBA G Leaguer, Tyler Nelson. Pleasure having you on the show today, Ty. I wanted to get going with a few questions. Perfect. Thanks for having me, Jay. I uh, appreciate it. I've been tuned into the podcast for, for some weeks now, so excited to be on and you know talk a little bit about me and also other sports so let's get after it awesome man so uh yeah starting off how is your experience going in the nba g league so it's good i mean uh as you know we went to fairfield university same as you um you know played four years there and then was lucky enough to you know be able to have a professional career after college so um decided to go the uh g league route and play professional basketball there so I got uh, picked up in the summer by the Minnesota Timberwolves right out of college. I played summer league with them. Um, and then after that, I was signed to the Charlotte Hornets for a quick minute. And then I was uh, sent to their G League team. And that's where I spent uh, my first year, which was last year, uh, out of college playing in the G League for uh, the Charlotte Hornets. And then um, this past year, I was uh, with the Hornets. And then uh, about midway through trade deadline, I ended up being part of a little package deal trade and i uh, got shipped off to dallas which was a great experience for me and i was there for about um a week and a half two weeks and, and covid kind of came and hit and put our season on pause but yeah i mean it's been a dream come true the last you know two years uh, being able to play professional basketball and you know do what i love that's really cool just being able to do what you love uh you being such a good friend and a good dude we root for guys like you how about this? Thoughts on NBA legends like Brown and KD? What do you got for the upcoming season? I think this uh, this upcoming season is going to be a good one. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, last year, the way the NBA season ended with the, the bubble experience, um, and then, you know, the Lakers winning it all, and, you know, you see LeBron and AD kind of, you know, will their way, and, and LeBron show his greatness once again and to win it all. I think, um, you know, with the other teams that, you know, didn't play because of the quarantine or the bubble i think everyone's just excited to be back so i definitely think every everyone in the league is is fired up and ready to go and i think it'll be some good basketball um so you know who knows obviously the lakers could could be the favorites going into the season again because you know you got lebron and ad but you know there's a lot of great teams with a lot of you know off-season trades and signings i think uh it's going to be a great nba season but you know lebron is LeBron still got the torch, and I think he's made that pretty clear. Yeah, I totally agree. LeBron is still on his throne, and uh, it should be good. Both conferences look strong, and there's some good duos here in the league. So, uh, really excited. Uh, people could be back in their home arenas, uh, fans and players. So, looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah, definitely. 
So next, what is COVID like in the NBA and how is it different uh, from the end of last year and the beginning of this? Yeah, great question. So, um, yeah, COVID kind of kind of hit me in the, the G League the same way it hit the NBA guys. Um, we actually were right when the NBA shut down, whenever that day was back in March, um, when the league shut down for good or, you know, pause, whatever you want to call it. Same thing with us in the G League. You know, we were just getting ready to go on a plane and travel away to, you know, go play a game in, in Phoenix, if I remember correctly. And, you know, COVID, you know, shut everything down. So we were kind of on pause and we were in legit quarantine. Uh, out in Dallas back in my apartment just kind of laying low for a week or so no practice no getting in the gym no no nothing you know so we're just kind of waiting to see what the word was going to be and then you know a week or two later the NBA came out and said you know we're on an indefinite suspension until further notice and you know since we're a part of the NBA you know we follow the same guidelines so we were you know kind of put on pause and the NBA decided to go the bubble route and do their thing but unfortunately for us in the G League we only had about less than a month left of our regular season left so they decided to just cancel it for safety reasons yep yep I think uh, safety and all that is important during this time and uh, again we're waiting for everyone to get back to normal uh, be able to do their thing pursue their dream like yourself and uh, exactly yeah and uh, how did you get to where you are today in life and basketball yeah I mean um, you know obviously growing up um, you know, I fell in love with basketball and other sports at a young age. I'm also a big golfer. I played baseball growing up, golf, a um, bunch of different sports. But, you know, I really just developed a, a love and a passion for basketball since I, I can remember as a kid. And I kind of just went with it, um, you know, throughout you know, middle school and stuff like that. Growing up, basketball was always my thing. Um, I knew I was good at it and I loved doing it. So, you know, I, that's all I wanted to do. And, you know, got into high school and, you know, did pretty well for myself started getting recruited by a bunch of division one schools and you know ended up going to fairfield university where i met you and you know that's kind of kind of the story is just you know i fell in love with basketball that's all i wanted to do and you know lucky enough to have a division one scholarship to go play at fairfield and you know lucky to have a great career there and have the opportunity to you know keep playing professionally uh absolutely and not only will you be remembered at fairfield you are the king over there all-time leading scorer so Tyler Nelson was able to show what he can do on the court and off to kind of wrap things up I had the pleasure of going to the basketball banquet uh, when me and you were in college and I just got to see the team the coaches everyone idolized you both on and off the court and for me what I saw here in speeches and hearing from everyone and their parents they were saying Tyler makes us all better. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, I've built great relationships over my four years playing on and off the court at Fairfield University. You know, I, I love the school. I love everything that it stands for. I think it's a great place. And, you know, I was lucky, like I said, to make some great friends. Um, and, you know, not just my teammates, but guys like you on campus and other people. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Fairfield University basketball program kind of, you know, let me be me. And, you know, I had great success on the court and I kind of used that, you know, to build friendships and, you know, relationships off the court. And, you know, Fairfield was just a, an amazing place. And I think that, you know, because of those friendships, you know, 
I think people liked me at the school, and I, I loved I loved being at the school. So I think it was just an all around, you know, great experience. And back at that banquet, my senior year, you know, when you came along with Tommy Nolan, my ex teammate, and one of your good friends, you know, it was just good to have guys like you and you know other people around the school that you know supported the team and you know to have us at the end of the year obviously we had a you know an amazing senior year we made it to the MAC championship and was you know one game away from going on to the NCAA tournament which would have been the you know first time in 30 plus years for you know Fairfield University so yeah I mean just memories like that I think are you know what's going to stick with me from uh you know my my time at Fairfield. Absolutely Tyler and what's so important you uh having us go to the MAC championship you know, everyone was on your shoulders, and what was really special uh, towards the end of that game was your hug with Sidney Johnson, just a coach that looked at you more than just a player, as a person. For sure, yeah. I mean, uh, I had an amazing relationship with my coach. You know, he, he pushed me, you know, on and off the court, and, you know, over my four years at Fairfield, you know, he believed in me, he trusted me, and, you know, he kind of let me, you know, you know, lead the team ever since I was, you know, a junior captain. And, you know, we kind of just rode that wave. And my senior year was obviously, you know, we had a pretty solid season. But, you know, to make it all the way to the MAC championship as a sixth seed in the tournament, you know, was kind of something that you don't see very much. And I think, you know, at the end, we were kind of riding that, you know, magical wave of, you know, everyone was just excited and fired up. We were, you know, we were going on all cylinders and we were just excited to play. And, you know, we had games on ESPN and, we got a lot of recognition for that for you know a small division one school like Fairfield but it was just a great experience and yeah I mean me and Sid Johnson still talk to this day have a great relationship and you know I think that's what you know college sports or what should be about is just you know building relationships on and off the court absolutely and uh, I just wanted to thank you so much Tyler for your time today We'll have you on again pretty soon I mean pleasure speaking with you the fans are gonna love it. And uh, to wrap things up, uh, I guess uh, me and you got to golf a little because I heard I heard some good things about that golf game. So uh, we got it. We'll, we'll get in there when the when the weather's nice. I might have to take a trip to Jersey or something, but we'll we'll get some golfing. Absolutely. Take care, Ty. Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Bye. And that's it for us today. Hope you enjoyed our first interview. Many more to come in 2021. Thanks for the love this year and happy holidays. JD out.